Hey guys, real quick message at the top of the episode. First, I want to just mention that we had a little bit of audio trouble on this episode. It's nothing too bad, but in the middle or so of the episode, there are some moments where there is some noticeable background noise, like something was hitting the microphone or something along those lines. We'll try to test out my microphone before the next couple of recordings and make sure that doesn't happen again. Also, while I have your attention here at the start, we're looking for feedback, and we created a survey a couple of weeks ago, and you can find a link to that survey in the show notes, or or right now, if you're at a computer or on your phone, you can go to tinyurl.com slash tjsurvey1. Everyone gives feedback before the end of August will be put into a $10 gift card drawing for Amazon to kind of show our love for you for giving us the feedback. Uh, We'd really appreciate, if you are listening to the episode right now, that you take just a few moments of your time to give us the feedback so we can make this an even better show. Speaking of, let's get back to our reviews of Ulsrain. Enjoy the show. Will you two quit your whining already? It's only been three stupid days. Yeah, but if we hadn't left the city, we would have something to eat right now. We can last a lot longer if we bask in the moonlight. I traveled a full month once when I did that. Did you say a month? It should stop snowing any time now. Once it does and night draws closer, the moon will be out. Well, if worse comes to worse, we can always eat each other. Huh? We could start with the runt since he's gotten so weak. And of course, there's always little Porky over there. Wait a second, how come Kiba isn't on the menu? Because the guy's totally full of crap, that's why. Japanese, a podcast where three dudes and a cricket in their 30s talk about anime. And he's covered in scars. It's Bill. That hurts. Sorry, it's going to look awesome when it heals, though. (laughs) He doesn't know what's real. (laughs) He doesn't know what's real anymore. It's Andy. I have no idea. We go back to school soon. (laughs) And I'm going to look for hell, I guess. I'm Josh. Some might, I, I really don't some, might, some might say we're already here. <laughs> welcome to America. And welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Hey. My basement? No, your basement is too cold to be hell. Um, <laughs> so, unless hell is frozen over. Well, the Cubs did win the World Series a few, uh, couple, almost two years ago. Yeah, so. that's true. Are we still talking about that? Apparently. Yeah, because my daughter was born that day. So, Second best thing to happen that day. I don't know yet. I haven't quite rated anything <laughs> yet. <laughs> Let's talk about Wolf's Rain. But before we do talk about Wolf's Rain, episode four, Scars in the Wasteland, let's talk about some nerd news, shall we? Didn't you just come back from Gen Con recently? <laughs> yeah, baby, I did! Didn't we do nerd news at the beginning of this episode? Uh, stop that. So, no, I came back from Gen Con, and... I'll be the Deadpool of our podcast. You are. So, no, I came back from Gen, from Gen Con. This will be my, I believe it's my sixth Gen Con. Ray and myself, we went down to Indianapolis for Gen Con once again, and uh, it was good. We got a chance to go see all kinds of stuff and play all kinds of games and just have a really good time. 
I guess I'll just uh, mention a couple of the highlights. Uh, one of the highlights is anime-related. Well, actually, I want to tell you two things anime-related. One was really good, and one was a train wreck. And I can't wait okay. to tell you the train wreck one. Oh, boy. So, uh, I've seen train wrecks at Gen Con. Yeah, it was, it was bad. The first <laughs> anime-related thing we did at Gen Con was we went to, once again, go see the Mystery Anime Theater, formerly 3000, but then they decided we should probably change the name. Uh, so now it's Mystery Anime oh, Theater. Sh- Nine- you want to get seen? <laughs> yes. Mr. Anime Theater 9001, because, you know. Yeah. We got there a little bit late, because we actually had just gotten back from the Hello from the Magic Tavern live show, which wasn't on right there downtown. We right. had to drive a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was out of a hotel. Yeah. But we got there, and, uh, Josh, can you guess what anime they were playing? Are they playing Gurren Lagann? No! How about if I gave you a clue? If you're not familiar with Wasabi Anime and the Mystery Anime Theater, it's exactly what it sounds like. Robot puppets? Robots? No. Aw. I'm sorry. But we can talk about puppets in just a little bit once I'm done with mine. Essentially, just obviously, them making right. fun of the, the movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they've, something... they've done, they've done uh, Fatal Fury. They've done uh, <laughs> like one of the Sailor Moon movies. They right. did the Pokemon movie last year. Okay. And essentially, you can tweet at them at, like throughout the show, and if they find something really funny, then they'll give you a free drink ticket, and you can get... Free booze. Oh, uh, um, didn't you say something about God free? I won free booze. Yes. Here's here's the clue, Josh, for okay. you to figure out uh-huh. if you can tell me what anime it is. I'm not going to ask Bill because Bill's doesn't not going to know. Here's what I said: She doesn't charge the penguin rent so long as he devours her tuna, right? Hello Kitty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, not Hello Kitty. <laughs> it's one of the Evangelion movies. Yes, then. it was Evangelion 1.11. You are not alone. Yes, you are not alone. Yes. yes. There's a penguin in there. Which, yes, there is. Which I have... No, no, all... Hello Kitty. Oh. Okay, there's a yeah, yeah, but, there. also, but there's a penguin. Cats have tuna? Not a... Okay, so I'm going to give you partial <laughs> credit. So, um, I never understood, like, what Evangelion 1.11 and 2. Whatever those were. I, I had no idea. But sitting down to watch it, even though they were shitting all over it and making fun of it, it's the manga. I have the first two movies. They're doing a whole series of movies. Yeah, yeah, because they just announced the new ones coming mm-hmm. out soon. Yeah. So we had a really good time at that. Yeah. So the next day, we go back for Sunday, which we we haven't actually gone to a Sunday at Gen Con in the last several years. Like, we're usually just tired. We just go home right, and, right. and just maybe stop somewhere to get a good meal. So on Sunday, we had Primanti Brothers, which was awesome. Uh, but we also went to an anime panel. After, oh wand- after wandering the Gen Con. A panel uh, After wandering the, the vendor hall. A panel may, if you will. Yes, a panel may, if you will. Um, <laughs> God damn it. So it was entitled Anime Jeopardy, which we saw something similar when we went to Anime Iowa a couple years ago. Yes. Which yes. was really fun. And it was really well done. Mm-hmm. So when we show up, it's in a big room. What, Bill? Say it. What do you need to say? Get it out of your system. I'm just imagining Alex Trebek in anime style. <laughs> I would love that. No. So, like, at Anime Iowa, they had a really good host, and it was a lot of fun, and they had people come up and play, and, and it was good. And they had even, like, even a, yeah. you know, like graphics. They graphics. graphics. They had graphics. It was really cool. And was they gave, well like, done. hockey and music, and everything was good. Yeah. So yeah, this, yeah. we get into the room, and there's a bunch of other people there, and they're all just kind of sitting in spots. And there's just, like, a stage, so there's nothing really, like, set up. And then we're sitting here waiting, and then three girls come in, and they come in, and they're just like, are you guys here for the anime Jeopardy? They're like, yeah! Then they proceed to spend ten minutes setting up a laptop. They have the thing set up, and they're like, um, um, how do we want to do this? Let's just, how about you guys just sit over here? So, like, they corral this into two giant groups. That's not how Jeopardy's played, first of all. 
And then, secondly, they made us come up with a phrase that we just had to shout, which throughout did not work because we would shout, and then, like, they would just stare blankly at both groups, like, which one said it first? And, and it, yeah, it was bad. They had a PowerPoint with, uh, with, like, the questions and stuff, except they couldn't get the music to play for Name That Tune, the Name That Tune category, so then we had to spend five minutes changing and fixing the audio. We had to do that three times. We? No, not we. They did, Okay, you said we have, like, sorry, wait, did sorry. you have to go no. in and tech support that shit? <laughs> I almost did. I mean, um, I mean, uh, Gen Con is the place to find tech support. Yeah, we really is. Really? Yeah. Stand aside, stand aside, folks. I know how to work PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm an English teacher. Is there an IT professional <laughs> in the house? <laughs> so that happened several times. They had categories that when you clicked on it, they did change the, the, the categories in the question. So, like, one of the categories was supposed to be something, and it was, like, things we wish were gay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I... So I was really confused you, you pop up and slightly point. offended. Um, as, a gay, as a gay man. <laughs> you probably have more things you wish were gay. That, that, that is true. I sure. mean. No, you're right. Fair enough. Absolutely. Fair enough. You're just like John Cena. Yes. <laughs> I should have said that. And then if someone gets a wrong answer, the other team got a chance to answer it. The vice but, president. But then they just like kept Your going. former governor. Like, but don't you know it? No, none of us got it. Go to the next question. And they wouldn't do that. On top of that, neither myself nor Ray knew any of it. Like, it was all really random, obscure shit. By the way, they never had anything that was like, what is, or whatever. Which is like, Jeopardy, Jeopardy rule number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, you, gotta, you have to, tr- yes. There were some answers where they had to spend 30 seconds answering and explaining. Uh, and then, and then, here's the part that, I, that made us get up and leave. There was this jackass on the other team that, like, during the cat, it was a category where you had to give it. Exa- well, actually, yes, no, yes, it was a- yes, just like that, just like that. But the category they would give you, they would give you a theme or a trope. Raise your hand and give an example of any anime where that trope is existent. Which is stupid, by the way, because there's nine billion, billion episodes anime. of yes. Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Dragon Ball so- Z. <laughs> so as soon as the, the category would come up, like, like the question would come up, he would just immediately shout out. And then sit there and look at it and think, and then give an answer. We just yeah, left. we weren't the, we weren't the only ones. Were, were they like? But wait, it, no, they weren't because we didn't. If they did, I didn't care. Um, <laughs> it made me think. It would be really cool if we ever did make it to a con one of these days. Like we could do like such a much better trivia and like have like actual rules and then maybe like have like cheap little prizes like even for like the winning and commercial person. breaks for our podcast. Yes. So if you are listening and you have a uh, anime convention that you would like to host and, and and pay for us to come out, we would love to come out to your anime convention. So yeah, Gen Con. Aside from that, we played a really good, really awesome game of Mouse Guard. We played Black uh, Bluebeard's Bride, which, if it was not in a really overly crowded room where we had to ba- essentially try to shout over each other, it would have been a lot more I- exciting. It might be something that I actually record eventually down the road as like an episode for Shadowvane. Uh, it could be it could be a lot of fun to do as like a bonus. A bonus episode. episode to play a one yeah, shot. Yeah, that would be nice. a lot of fun. That would it, be fun. It's it was cool. It was yeah. a good game. I, any any new or interesting RPGs coming out or that that, uh, that were debuted? Because they still do debuts. At, they at do. Mm. Um, I feel like Path the new Pathfinder came out. Pathfinder two. Yeah, I think Pathfinder two came out. That was one okay. of the big ones. Aside from that, I'm not sure. I didn't. See See anything offhand? But usually, yeah, I'm sure there was a big list of things that I probably missed. I was all over the vendor hall and still 
feel like I didn't see everything. You never do. Yeah. That vendor hall is massive. It is insane. So, uh, hey, one more nerd news thing that I think we should talk about. Okay. You okay. showed a really weird trailer to me today. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. To, to, to tie back to puppets. The Happy so, Time Murders? Yeah, tell me about, tell the fans about Happy Time Murders, because I this had This has been no out idea. for a couple months. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't, oh, this isn't new? new. Yeah, this isn't no, new. No, they got, they got sued when they first got, um, released, though. Somebody, somebody. Is in, it out? In this, uh, from, okay. associated with this film, when the trailer came out, they got sued, I think, by, like, Henson Company or something. But didn't it say from the creator of. It says from directors. Oh. Okay. So they've gotten, like. They've got people who've worked with Muppets. Yeah. I know one of the trailers even said, like, no sesame, all street. Right. Nice. So I think maybe something like that. Yeah, could yeah, have, it could have been a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a new original premise. Uh, we've seen plenty of the real life of puppets outside of there. Yeah, right. From the slightly off kilter Greg the Bunny mm-hmm. to the most recent, the run most recent of run of Muppets, Muppets, which was still I thought really good. You know, I really enjoyed it too. I'm not quite sure why it didn't take off. Yeah, I never watched it. I should. You think it's still on Hulu? I don't Possibly. know. Because I want to go watch that. It's I, definitely worth watching. I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Fozzie but... dated his his girlfriend uh, for most of that first season. Uh-huh. Was the chick from Garfunkel yeah. Notes. Yep. And I didn't realize it was Garfunkel. Huh. Yeah, the, the blonde from Garfunkel really? Notes. Really? Yep, yeah. that was... Well, cool. Well, the uh, brunette from Garfunkel Notes uh, does the voice of Webigail on the new... Yep, uh, I knew uh, that. Uh, DuckTales. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And cool. she's hilarious. Yeah, but I imagine. New Webby is awesome. But, I mean, the new DuckTales is all awesome. famous people, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've done references to everything. They just, on most recent episode, they took on Don Carnage from Tailspin. It wasn't Goldie played by somebody really famous? Oh, I don't remember. I, I can't remember. Either. Goldie was the the one that got away of Scrooge, like his love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that character um, now. Um, they did bring her, uh, or they did bring an, an, an equivalent. And it's the chick that did the voice of Leela. Uh, Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal. Katie Katie Seagal, yeah. Seagal uh, um, Maybe did, that was who I was thinking of. Yeah, because I've been, I've been watching the season religiously. Yeah, so tell so, us about this show. So yeah, yeah, it's, Is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. movie. Okay. Melissa McCarthy and a puppet uh, seem to team up to find a serial killer who is killing puppets. So again, it's a little Roger Rabbity too. Yes, there's definitely a little, little bit of yeah. Roger Rabbit. I think the idea is that the Muppet partner was a former cop, but then he was a private dick. Became a private dick and got pulled. pulled that makes sense for the last scene. Yeah, it got he pulled in into this investigation mm-hmm. with McCarthy servicing a client. Yeah, that and makes. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. yeah, in general though, it looks really funny. I mean, yeah, it's it seems derivative of Roger Rabbit and mm-hmm. and uh, Greg the Bunny and like you said, and even Roger Rabbit was for its time darker, more adult. Yeah, why did our parents... That should be a bonus episode of these days. Yeah, why did our parents let us watch this shit? I, well, that movie traumatized <laughs> me. Like, I loved that movie. I did too. Was, I saw it, it in was the that, it was that, when it, I was a little It kid. was that scene where it, with like the steamroller. Was it the steamroller or when he dipped the shoe? Both. Or when he died at the end. Yes, yeah. all of the above. Yeah. All of it. Like all of it, like it really fucked with me. Like a lot more than actual horror movies fucked with me as a child. <laughs> that and E.T. are the two things yeah. that fucked with me more than anything as a child. But even Ghostbusters is pretty inappropriate. Oh, absolutely it is. Granted, my daughter watches it all the time. Right. Oh, yeah, the original. Oh, God, yes. But there's a lot of these 80s movies I go back and I watch with her. I was like, I love this as a kid. And we're watching it, and I'm like, why did I get to watch this? Yeah. I mean, Should I be letting her watch it? Hell. <laughs> the original Ghostbusters had a very not-so-subtle reference. Keymaster and Gatekeeper. And The original Ghostbusters do. had a ghost blowjob. Yes. It did. <laughs> 
So back to this movie. Hope for everyone yes. if we're possessed by demon dogs. So yeah, it's it's rated R, red band trailer. Mm-hmm. Woot! Yeah, like you said, a puppet private detective, probably, and Melissa McCarthy as a cop. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of lewd and sexual. Very lewd, very there's sexual. A, there, there's a whole, she does like some sort of drug version of um, um, pixie sticks or something. I think they, they just called it ecstasy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think there's any sorry, yeah. version about it. Yeah. No, no, she just snorted it through a Twizzler. That's right. I love the line where the guy's like, "What about like your your dead human friend?" He's like, "I'm sorry about your dead human friend." Yeah, and then she pops back. She pops back up and she's like, "Whoa, that's good shit." He goes, yes. "Fuck me, <laughs> I might <laughs> later." It's well, a weird. It's a weird fucking trailer. And so, it looks so fun. Is like that coming lot. out? Any idea? Eventually. Thank you. Maybe once the lawsuit gets uh, yeah, gets settled. settled. Comes out August twenty fourth. Oh wow, that's right around the corner. Yeah, yep. Like literally. Yep. Yeah, wow. Nice. And uh, that's I mean, why I've it's been got more stuff on Facebook. You know, it's about got Joel McHale. It's got Maya Rudolph. Yes. yes. It's um, got a lot. Of it's got a lot of actors that I like. So yeah, that'll that'll be be a lot of fun. the weird little gross puppet at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I'll suck your dick he, for fifty cents. You got fifty cents. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking weird. I saw another trailer for it that was uh, it was like a PSA. I guess syrup is like. The drug for okay. um, puppets. For puppets. That okay. makes sense. I think. And it was like all the other puppets from the show talking about like the dangers of syrup, <laughs> including like the two prostitute puppets and the cop. Oh and they got some rotten cotton for you. <laughs> and then, uh, and then like that one pops up and he's like, "I love doing syrup, and I suck your dick for." <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, "You're why we're doing this." That's cool. I probably will have to check that out. I don't know if I'll see in the theater. I might have to. I'm but I'll definitely sure. I, see it. I mean, Monica and I might might go and see it. So I think that about does it. Let's get into our review of episode four. Scars in the Wasteland. And the Wasteland's confusing. It's, you know... It's really confusing. War never changes. <laughs> war never changes. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Well, you want to guess into this? Yeah, let's do Rad Dudes. Uh, so, the first game in the Fallout series involves uh, a top-down strategy RPG. Uh, you? No, what? we're not doing Rad Dudes. That's that's tomorrow. Okay, all right. I don't, uh, I don't know if we'll ever do Rad Dudes again. Oh. Theme song. I want to play Skyrim again. No. Don't do it to yourself. There are so many other There's games There's going to be another there. Elder Scroll, Scrolls game coming out, you know? Yeah, but it'll probably be fucking multiplayer. <sighs> Theme song. God, I love it so much. Yeah, we we cut right we cut right into the theme song. We don't have a cold open or anything. We just have our nice little theme song, and then we open. Okay. The snow is falling. Yay! We see a series of paw prints leading off into a dark distance. Yay! And our four protagonists, Kiba, Hige, Sume, and Toboe, are dead. No, you sad, sad man. No, they're running, and we see them running in wolf form. Nice little touch there. Oh, I like that. Uh, we get a couple of shots of them traveling through the snow, then the heat, then a cloudy desert, then a sunny desert, <laughs> then back to the snow again. What the fuck is going on? Wolves are fast, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm just like the wasteland is confusing. It is extremely confusing. Uh, Tobu and Hige say it's been three days since they've last had food, and Sume says, "Quit your bitching." <laughs> Just do what I do. Eat your tail. Oh, no. Well, Kiba... My friend the snake did it all the time. Yes. Here's what Kiba says he did. He says, don't worry, because we can last longer if we bask in the moonlight. Apparently he did that for an entire month without eating. 
Wolves are weird. These wolves are weird. These wolves are very weird. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's going to stop snowing, duh, because we've seen these changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to stop change. snowing in like two hours, and then, and then it's going to it's going to acid oh, rain oh. four hours well, later. Well, clearly, back... this, this show takes place in Iowa. That... <laughs> yeah, yes, you are right. So, Sume... That explains it all. <laughs> it does, explains everything. Sume says they could always eat each other. I love how I love how he just fucks around with them. Like he's such an asshole. He really is. Oh, I'm that loner, badass character though. I've got to be the jerk. Yeah, and a cannibal. Yeah, they say they can cannibal jerk. Yeah, he says we can start with that jerkable. Huh. He says that they can start with a runt and then follow up with little Porky. That's not nice to say about he gay. That's so mean. No, oh, um, that's also like, not really accurate. Not no, but, but they say, well, I don't know. He Is it wears, supposed to be? I don't know. He wears pretty baggy clothing, I guess. I don't know. Probably not. But he says, we won't eat Kiba because he's full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that line. He gay's amazing sense of smell draws him all of a sudden to food where they find a dead deer carcass. And Yum. everyone but Sume eats it. So do we want to talk about the kind of disturbing image of them in human form go, hey, and Sume go, hey, you gonna eat that? And Tomoe's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, they all just start eating a deer carcass in human form. Yeah, it's really I think it would only been fair if we got to watch the wolves eat hamburgers. Oh, can we please? <laughs> maybe we'll have that later. Maybe the wanna <laughs> see that somewhere. <laughs> oh my god, he's eating for a box full of hamburgers. Callback. Sume talks down on them, uh, basically for believing in paradise, and I guess believing in flowers too. Yeah. You know, because they're a bunch of hippies. That's a thing. Uh, Hige says that paradise is great. Because it's full of flowers and beautiful babes everywhere. <laughs> and Tomoy, like a total mark, is like, really? Really? <laughs> and Hige's like, I think so. I don't really know. <laughs> it was a pretty good moment. Yeah, it really is. But like, yeah, Tomoy's eyes light up. Like, he's like, babes? Babes? That's awesome. I was about to get my knot in one, but... Uh... Oh, bitches don't like it when you kill their birds. <laughs> uh, so... I should have fucked the bird. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, so, um, Sume asks how far they're going to let Kiba kind of string them along. And then, uh, decides to take off on his own yet again. Because he does that a lot. Yeah. Tension. <laughs> we get a lot of that. The drama in here is so mellow. Yeah, I love, you know, how Toboy's like, where are you going? And Sume says, to look for hell, I guess. You know, because he's tired of looking for <laughs> yeah, Baron. that is a pretty good bit. But yeah, I mean, can we can we talk about a little bit of the, uh... Sume Kiba oh, yes. relationship. Does it ever feel forced to have oh my. these two two types of characters that don't like each other and yet they have to work together? It's like a Goku Vegeta relationship here. But yeah, in, I mean you gotta but have instead, to... but instead of one person being Vegeta, they're both Vegeta. It would be boring if there wasn't that kind of thing though, you think? Like if like they just all yeah. immediately loved each other. That'd be kinda of boring. Have you ever met anime? No, no, yeah, yeah, it's the Ray. Um, what Ray do? No, no, Ray and, and oh, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon. Oh, Ray and Usagi. Yeah, Ray and Usagi uh, dynamic in the original Sailor Moon. Ray was a complete cunt bitch to uh, Usagi. That's true. I mean, oh. even even in anime where the you people... pronounced it R A Y, not R E I. Ignore him. Um, so no, I know exactly where he's going with that. Even, I was like, whatever. Even in anime where the characters usually get along really well, like Trigun, you still have that like tension, tension between yeah, yeah. Vash Wolf, and Meryl. Wolf, Wolf, or Vash and Wolfwood. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that um, seemed that was more bred naturally than I think in a little bit of, of than, in, than uh, Kiba and Sume. It's that the TV tropes calls it Red Oni, Blue Oni. You know, you have that 
set of the fiery, passionate one and the cold, logical one, and they don't get along. Yep. And one of them is the leader, and one of them is the sub-leader. And, and you got to think we're talking about wolves here. So we're talking... So, a... like, they're, they're, they're almost, like, competing for head of the pack. So we're talking a Kirk-Spock dy- dynamic? Absolutely a Kirk-Spock dynamic. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. I don't know. There's just, there are just moments where it's just, like, it's really heavy-handed and a little laughable at times, I think. I don't like you, and I'm going to leave now. Well, after this tense moment... Sume leaves, Toboy follows, and Sume, thankfully, just knocks Toboy over and runs off. So good. <laughs> Toboy is a Sume otaku. Yeah. He's like all, he's so all about him. Oh, absolutely. It's either that or he's learning things about himself, certain feelings that he had that he never knew Blossoming. existed. So Toboy calls out for Sume and finds himself in a strange landscape with metal and pieces of buildings. It's all... It's like, war torn. It's all fucking. Well, I mean, we went from we went we went from a desert wasteland to a snowy wasteland. To wandering onto the set of heavy metal. Right, yeah, yeah, right, pretty, pretty much. That's a good analogy. That or fist of the North Star. Yeah, no, I can see that. Uh, Sume hears Toboy calling, and we get a really cool effect of Toboy actually howling as a wolf, and we see his shadow. Uh, was that before or after he stepped on the thing? That was um, right before the inciting incident. The next, yeah, the inciting incident. Toboy, and I get my hopes up every time I see this scene. That he just steps on a landmine, <laughs> and, yeah. and then he's going to be like, "What's that?" and take his foot off, and then he's just going to explode. Well, well you know, you and I'm going to be the happiest human being in the world. You knew that the, that it wasn't going to go off immediately because it wasn't like in uh, Fallout when you hear the the mines going. It gives you three seconds to try to pick up the mine because that's yeah, that's obviously yeah, right. that stops it. That's the Geneva Convention. That's, <laughs> that's... <laughs> remember that time you three played Fallout head start. and you, you shot like a sixteen pack of nukes at a at a mongrel. <laughs> No, it was it a behemoth? I didn't shoot no, it was it a wild dog? No, I didn't he shoot. Missed. I didn't shoot it at the wild dog. I shot it at the behemoth. But I the just wild... missed it and hit the wild dog. Because that was my favorite like Fallout moment. But aside, then you still kill like... the behemoth from from the blast. The I nukes. damaged him. Oh, okay. Aside from when you spelled yeah, out swan, the word dumper in uh, in glowing letters and sent a picture of it to me on Facebook. Um, I made it echo him. It's uh, it's French. It's dumper. Uh, anywho, on. that's gonna be a character name. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta list the character Dumpere. name. Before. God damn it! Just, just write dumper and put French pronunciation. Anyway, the thing that he steps on in the ground is not an explosive, unfortunately. Well, uh, not immediate. No, not yet. It, but it had a delay. But something pops out of the ground, and we see it looking around. Sume notices actually this um, thing. It is apparently a, a gun. There's like there's like a gun and like he sees the flash of metal, um, and notices that it actually focuses on Toboey. Well, yeah, because Toboey is standing right there in the middle, howling like an idiot. Well, to be to get fair, Sumay. to be fair, he's not going to expect a random ancient artifact mech to like pop out of the ground and shoot him. Well, one spoiler and two, you know what? That's just any time you walk through a, a war torn hellscape uh, um, in, in an anime. In, in an anime. anime. No, you're right. Expect something to come out. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> if, 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 if not if not a murder machine of some sort, then a gang of leather-clad, mohawked uh, madmen who you're going to ha- cause their heads to explode when you punch them in the nose. Sume runs after Toboey right as the gunfire starts. We cut up. We don't know what's going to happen. <gasps> and then we get a break card. Oh. Straight! Straight! 
Welcome to The Break Car. My name is Andy, and you are tuned in to another episode of Tuning Japanese, where we are in Season 4 and our reviews of Wolf's Rain. Hope you guys are enjoying this season so far. I know we're having a lot of fun talking about it. This particular episode, if it ends up a little bit shorter, we uh, got a lot of tangents this episode, so we have a lot of things maybe for a future blooper episode, but still, really enjoyed this particular episode. You can't be on your game 100% of the time, I suppose. I also want to say that if you are not already following our Twitter at twitter.com slash tuningjapanese, that you should do so. If we can hit 100 followers by the very end of August, then we will have you, the fans, vote on a movie review that we'll release alongside of a regular episode as a bonus episode in the coming months. So if you want us to review a particular anime film, you will have your opportunity to have your voice heard on that. We're currently sitting at 82 followers on Twitter, so that's just 18 more of you listening to the show. If you have not already followed our Twitter, please go do so. We'd really appreciate it. Another thing we'd love for you to do is to head over and take our survey. Just take a few minutes and tell us how we're doing on this podcast at tinyurl.com slash tjsurvey1. You give us some feedback, and we might give you an Amazon gift card for your troubles. Another thing you can do is you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can donate monetarily. If you can't support us monetarily, then you can head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to this program today and leave us a five-star rating and review. That really is honestly the number one way, that and telling your friends, family, coworkers, whoever, to listen to our show, to help us spread the show. So if you care about the show... Do something to help us spread the word, uh, even if it's just simply leaving a five-star rating or review, which we will read in the break card of a future episode. One last thing I'll ask you to do is to head over to Questionable Endeavor at questendnetwork.com. It's our network where you can listen to the brand new episode of the Shadowvane podcast, where you can listen to our friends over at Reanimator. Uh, you can go listen to one of our many wrestling podcasts. There really is an interesting overlap between anime and wrestling. I wonder what that overlap actually is and why we have fans of both. Go check those podcasts out. Go join our Discord. We'd love to talk to you over there. And I've talked enough, so let's get to a quick commercial and then back to our review of Wolf's Reign. Hey guys, William Rankin here from the New Blood Rising podcast. Just wanted to uh, give a little bit more background about our show here on the Questionable Endeavor Network. We are a timeline-based pro wrestling podcast, a nostalgia podcast in a lot of ways because we look at past eras of professional wrestling and try to find either, either missing nuggets that we never... St- saw before or maybe we re-examine things that we thought were once excellent that maybe aren't so much anymore and vice versa we go through a variety of different seasons we've gone through uh vince russo era wcw we've gone through the invasion era of wwf we've watched every single ecw pay-per-view and talked about them We've even gone through The Undertaker's streak, his streak at WrestleMania, and basically all his WrestleMania matches, even beyond the streak. Spoiler alert, he lost at some point. And we talk about it. So that's who we are. We're the New Blood Rising Podcast. We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. We're on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. Please drop us a rating and review on iTunes, and please continue to subscribe to this on the Questionable Endeavor Network, as well as many of the other fine podcasts here. card wow and we don't find out what happens because we cut to hub and share hub and share oh they're in a fancy ass restaurant yeah fancy she's, ass she's ass. like in a little black dress even i mean it's, it's, it's like maroon i think 
Wasn't it? No, the dress was black. I Maybe it was, not I little, it was but it was black. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. She's wearing a pretty dress. Yeah. And Hubba's there in a nice white she, suit. She's all done up. She's got she's got makeup on. She's even got nail polish on. And, and, but Hub doesn't expensive. care. Hub is griping about Quint acting all crazy. Essentially, being like, God, oh, that motherfucker brought me out there talking about wolves. And, <laughs> and then almost to shoot shot, a guy, shot a kid almost. <laughs> I shot a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's your topical. Uh, but Cher... Oh, yeah, no, I was doing like action movie thing. Yeah. yeah. Cher doesn't seem like she's all there. No, nah, no, nah, she's all like... She Man. she gives Hub a key, asks him to water her plants in her apartment, and says that she's going to take a That's little a... vacation. And she sounds defeated. Yeah, and she gives him a nice kiss and walks away, and Hub gets up angry because actually back when they were dating, and even into their marriage, a kiss like that meant other things later that night. So yeah. he, he was really hoping... Maybe. He was a little blue ball. Well, mm, Hub... She didn't kiss him on the wiener. <laughs> Hub actually That's brings up during hot. this conversation, too, he starts to hint at... And ask her, like, do you think that wolves might be real? He actually is starting to believe. No. No. She gives him an unexpected kiss, as we mentioned, leaves, and gets in a car with some creepy-looking dudes in sunglasses uh, and just tears out of there. Well, I'm going to assume she's the head researcher for something important, so she may have bodyguards? Maybe. Agent K, Agent J? Yes. Ooh. We go to the ruined city again where Sumi and Tarboy... I was thinking it was more the B-team. They're tag team Curtis champions. Axel and... Uh... They're tag team champions. Bo Dallas. Uh, yeah. Sume and Toboe escape. They apparently got away from this thing, but yes. it looks like Sume is limping. I love oh. how is just like, are you okay? No, he was shot with a fucking machine gun. <laughs> he's, he's not ble- okay. He's bleeding and limping. In Monster Hunter or Monster Hunter World, that means he's almost dead. But then but playing then, Monster Hunter World but then, again. But then you just throw a phoenix down, right? No. No, wrong game. Oh, he said like, they crossed over. Like, they, the but they don't have anything like that. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you suplexing a phoenix? Yeah. Okay. Throwing a phoenix down. Wouldn't that just be doing a suplex to Beth Phoenix, then? I suppose so. What does what that sound like? <laughs> God, same thing. God damn it. Um, they find themselves at the end of a broken bridge where they're going to have to jump down. Oh, no. And we know how that goes. <laughs> jumping up is no problem, but jumping down is all kinds uh, of No, 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 no. Toboy had a problem jumping up in, uh, in the second episode, so he's going to get booted one way or another. Well, this is going to be a tough jump, especially because his leg is hurting him. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they do manage to escape. But Sumi is in a lot of pain when he jumps down. Uh, we get a shot of the mech, which is, we for the first time we get a shot of it, really, honestly. It's like a spider mech. Yeah, it's got, like, tank tread legs, though. Spider mech. And a massive, spider like, mech. glowing red <laughs> eye, but a, a smaller red eye. Does whatever a spider can. And has giant lead spikes. Spins web as fast as can. Fucking stop it. <laughs> Sumi says. <laughs> Shoots at wolves. Can he swing on a web? No, he can't, because he's big. <laughs> <laughs> We actually get a strange shot of like all these skulls and bloodied weapons uh, that kind of rusty. Tell us, it's more like rusty. Than uh, it looks bloody to me, but rusty. we get we get this bloody. Bl- we get rusty. this bloody. We Bl- get, blusty. 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 Um, some some shit has happened here. We're not sure what. That shit got real. And they that, limp, they limp off. That shit happened. We go back to Kiba and Hige. They've just been like laying in the moonlight, not giving any shits. <laughs> I like that. The first shot that we see of them is they're in their wolf forms, and they're actually laying on their bellies like a like mm-hmm. a wolf all too. But then we should see them in their human form, and they're laying on their back. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting... I, I, I like that little touch there. Yeah. Notice their shadows, though. Yep, because they're in human form. Yeah. 
So they're not casting their wolf shadows like we've seen in the past. Yeah, but to be fair, anytime we've seen the wolf shadow, it's uh, we don't actually see the human bodies. We only see the, the first the episode. Solo you see the wolf shadow, and then you see them walk past. Yeah, but you don't see. But you don't see them in the same shot. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. And also, some of that's from the pug's point of view. That's true. That man. That man. <laughs> I assume they're talking well, about Sumac. No, they were going to talk about Tobor. That man. That man. Yeah. That man. Um, Kiba doesn't blame Sume though. Uh, for his act actions, you know, he says that Sume has always had someone to blame for his problems, and that he, ki- <laughs> which is kind of, it's it weird, sounds childish because when it's you think about well, it. it's yeah, he's had a pack, but at the same time, like he was a dick, yeah, but at the same time, he's like, you know, I don't really blame him though, like it's, it's like he can't With, help who he is. Yeah. I wish, I wish I had had that luxury, but it's almost like the reverse of a backhanded compliment. So a slap? <laughs> like a front-handed insult? Like he insulted him, but he was up front. Insult out. slap! But yeah. Why'd I hit myself? Ow! <laughs> that was, that was I... so dumb! That could be the dumbest thing I've ever done! You should definitely insult slap yourself again for doing that. Oh, you're right. Ow! <laughs> God damn it! Dude, I can't believe you actually bought that. Oh. I mean, I can't. I met him. I'm going to carry on with this. Are you a Jedi? No. I'm not a Jedi. No, you're not a Jedi. Okay. My cheek stings. (laughs) Hige asks about Kiba's past, but Kiba doesn't want to open up. He's a angsty, brooding main character. Okay. Shock. He's the lone wolf. Of course the lone wolf's not going to open up until about midway through the series. I see what you did there. We do, however, get a weird flashback of a fire... Native American music playing, and a native in a headdress. And a gray wolf. Yeah, getting there. A white flower opens, and we see a shot ah, yeah, of Kiba by the fire. We pan out then to a red moon. Okay. This, okay. Got, all, this got mystical. Maybe not in Russia. <laughs> I don't think we're in Russia anymore. No. Uh, Toboy and Sume again, uh, we cut to them. They're limping through the desert, because that's what they seem to do throughout this whole episode. Well, well Sume. Uh, and Toboy's like... Well, uh, I want to help, but uh, I'm going to fuck it up, aren't I? Yep, because uh, they're still being uh, followed by the fucking tank. Uh, um, oh, shit. Uh, they, that's my Toboy voice. They reach, it's a good Toboy voice. They reach a narrow bridge over a canyon, and the mech digs those giant spikes in. So, like, apparently it's like... It's about to shoot some shit. To, yeah, to set up for his big gun. Yep. And it does. It blows up the fucking it's, bridge. It's and a they big fall. gun that fires in one direction. And it fires other little littler guns, which fire bullets. So they plummet. Um, Kiba senses something is wrong. Fire eagles. And Hige smells something. (laughs) There's flashes of the flashback again, but this time included them Archeza and Darcia. Oh. I didn't quite catch that. Hints. Hints. We'll get there. Hints or or flashbacks. It's like an acid trip right now. It is an acid trip. But he steps on a warning label that's been buried with a skull and crossbones on it. So then he really takes off. Yeah, and Hige's like, huh? Could have been like a base or something. Better than a landmine. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is true. true. Sume and Toboe are in a cave. And uh, when Sume wakes up, Toboe... Well, talk about shipping! <laughs> when he wakes up, Toboe is licking his wound. Okay, now, yeah. now in context, with wolves, that actually makes... Oh, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. But it's but we, creepy when, he, when, when we, they we, animate this and, and, and we really have... I mean, we've talked about it, and we're going back to it again... 
When a teenager does it to a guy in all leather, that's... <laughs> just, and a rat uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I wonder um, if he got picked him up at a truck stop or... Oh, it's set in Florida, obviously. Oh, <laughs> I think we just figured it out. Tobaway, Florida. Tobaway then notices all the scars on his body and says, Wow, that one on your chest is really cool. You just noticed it. Just now. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get him to take his shirt off. Why? He's wearing a vest. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Ugh, stupid Sume Otaku. The fucking mech climbs down and finds them yet again. Toboy has a great idea. I'll be a decoy. Yeah. Which means I'm going to run out and get shot at for two seconds. And then do nothing else. And then you run out for my cover and chase you. And uh, there's explosions. Sume falls. The mech towers over him. Levels it's, it's, it's pretty gun. Pretty, pretty action, action, action drama. Action beats. Action beats. Um, but then there's a howl as Kiba leaps at it. Mech ends up ejecting its arm for some reason. I, I, I guess it was damaged. But like right before, like he just maybe like, he was out of ammo on that arm and was uh, ejected, re- ejecting to reload? to make it make, to either reload or to become faster. No, you're probably lighter, lower lighter. Weight. Yeah. yeah. Kike calls out to Sume to you know, hey, get up here, and uh, Kiba dodges all the blasts, coming down with an icicle that he pulled off of the mountain because they're back in the snow again. Basically, blows up the other arm. Is it an icicle or a rock? I thought it was like a stalactite. I, I thought it was I, an icicle. That makes more sense. But the mech is still going and has more Gatling guns. And I love how Kiba just... Yeah, it's like a Gatling gun that comes out of the... Neck. Neck, neck gun. Yeah. Neck gun. Throat gun. And I love how Kiba just literally runs... Like... Up, uh, up a vertical cliff. Yeah, completely vertical. He's just running. Um, which is spider actually, roof, spider which is actually roof. the scene that's in our, uh, which is our new cover art for our Facebook. So and was Twitter. he a spider that was bitten by a radioactive wolf, or a wolf that was bitten by a radioactive spider? Don't be stupid. You know it's a wolf bitten by a radioactive spider. I don't know. Spider ham was don't a spider be... that was bitten by a radioactive pig. Spider ham doesn't count. <sighs> the mech runs spider out of ham ammo. Spider ham always counts. Shut up about spider pig. The mech ham. runs out of whatever. The <laughs> well, actually, spider pig was the pig in the Simpsons movie. Popper. The <laughs> Spider Ham is an actual comic book character in Marvel Comics. The mech seems to run out of ammo. And then a huge rush of snow or water. Uh, it looks like water. It first. looks like water, but. Essentially, he <sighs> shot through the mountain caused and caused an avalanche, an avalanche. And it buries him. But that's not how avalanches work. It kind of is. Yeah, kind of. It looked more like a flood. It looked like Ten Commandments. Nah, you see avalanches happen. It's That's. Pretty much what it looks like. I always picture avalanches being more landslidey than... Hey, the most action-packed moment happens the entire episode. Hub goes to water some flowers. Yep. Well, this is very important. Except he doesn't find flowers. No. He realizes that she doesn't even have any flowers. Right. No. Um, all of her furniture is covered. She's not leaving for a vacation. She's leaving for a very long time. But she, she forgot something. Yes, actually... She did forget it. She, she like left it. it on purpose. She just didn't like it. No, she's regifting. <laughs> I told you last week she was going to regift it. No, she invites him over there and gives him the key because she knows that is he... it going to be hot, hot sex going no, on? No, because she knows he's going to be able to For the plant. <laughs> he's going to recognize the gift that he gave her. It's going to make him curious. He's going to open the drawer. He's a chlorophyll and find the book of the moon. Um, oh, that makes sense too. Okay, yeah, yeah. God. Damn it, you people. Huh. So, let's talk about the aftermath of the mech. The mech emerges and sees Kiba, but it shorts out. Uh, Toboy is thankful, but Sume isn't. He says that he doesn't need friends. But then immediately allows Toboy to help him limp away. And, and then, then looks back 
at the other's like, are you coming? Well, come on. I like it. Uh, I'm still the badass loner, but you guys can come along. Yeah. Subi limps off. The wolves are back together. The end. Title card. Title card. Scars of the Wasteland. Yes. That is episode four of Mm -hmm. Wolf's Reign. And uh, it's time to talk about our thoughts. Give it. Uh, Best episode so far. Agreed. I Very actiony. love this episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's good character building. Absolutely good yeah. character building. I think that's that's really its strength. It's giving us a glimpse at all these characters together. Um, you know, you have some tense moments, but then you have something that solidifies and brings them together in the mech. And it's a really good action scene. You actually uh, if, wonder if one of them is going to die. Like, you, you, you the, think that this thing's yeah, going to be able to overpower them. There is actually a few moments there where you're actually thinking, holy shit, yeah. One of the, they're like, Sumi, more than likely, you're thinking Sumi is probably going to die. Yeah, you would think of any character of it that would that they would, like, shockingly get rid of, it would be Sumi. Right. Um, um, yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, I can see Higa getting caught in it, too. I can see that, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. then the rest getting driven together, yeah. but... No, it's it's a really good episode. Um, right. It's less of the back and forth, back and forth that you were complaining about last week. Right. It's um, more. It's, it's very, solid. very solidly the wolves. Yeah, and with only little bits and pieces of the humans because there's important storytelling that needs right, to be done right. there with the book of the wolf and and their character development. Too. I think that that is probably the most interesting part of the episode is seeing what the humans are up mm-hmm. to and. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure that out, you know. Obviously, yeah, like, like why, like where is she going? Obviously, she has a plan. She knows what's up, and she's trying to Throw some distra- right. distract some people and get the information to Lebowski. Right. Yes. I mean, he, here's here's the breakdown. You have the actiony bits and the character development in the wolves. You have the plot, the overall plot progression with Hub and Share. Yeah. And I think that works. I agree. Because one, you're not over focused on one. Uh, too much. I mean, you give Hub and Share enough screen time, but that's predominantly the wolves, mm-hmm. and it, it works. Yes, and I think this is the best episode so far. Yeah, my my frustrations with the last episode may linger a little bit, but this one helped went a bit of a way to at least give me something in con uh, some context. Like, hey, they're together. Let's put them. Let's. Well, they're they're together and they're solving a problem. Right. There's a there's something happening that they work together to overcome. Right. It creates solidarity. Well, that creates direction in the episode. Too. Yes. That's been part of my confusion. There's been a lot of... I'm not sure what the direction is. Mm -hmm. It's it's vague. It's... We got a direction somewhere around here, and I'm waving my hands in a very vague way. (laughs) Really, the only negative thing I would say about this episode is... They don't kill Toboy? Well, that. And uh, the confusion of we're in the snow, but we're in, like, a desert. Like, that's the only thing that is a little confusing to me. Like, spatially, like, like where is the set, you know? How, how fucked up is that climate there? The, that, that it's like You know, that. those the uh, American Southwest, like Arizona and such, you get up in the mountains and there can be snow and then you drive a couple hours and you're down. Yeah, I guess. And that, we, that, they're the, traveling the long distances for long times. Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, we, we, we were given at least a three-day time frame when they're acting hungry, but they could have been out there for weeks. And just because it's desert doesn't mean it's necessarily hot. Mm-hmm. They never say they're like hot or they're hydrated or they need yeah. water or anything like yeah. that. Like, so a des- like a desert at night can be f- uh, below freezing. Well, even just the fact that, you know, a lot of Siberia and, and mm. Mongolia count as desert because of the no, that's true. how dry it is. Right. It doesn't have to be hot. It has to be dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that yeah. makes sense. I agree with that. 
I think maybe maybe instead of saying the desert, we should just say a wasteland because that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a wasteland. It, it, yeah. yeah, and we're still kind of wondering like what caused this in such a way that like they have to live in these domes. You know, like there there there's definitely some questions it's, it's posing. So, but that's that's my I, takes. I, I really like it, Bill. What do, what do you think? Well, I've, I've kind of butted in the whole time and yeah. and said, but yeah, no, I agree. I think it's the strongest one so far. Uh, it's interesting. I like that there is a goal. I like what the humans are doing. So yeah, no, I. I'm in the same vein. Uh, not much else to say. It's a good episode. Um, it definitely helps to drive the idea that I want to see more. I want to know what the fuck is going on with this book of the moon. Yeah. Why is that such a big deal? And eager to, to learn more about that. And, yeah, okay, I want to see how the wolf's going to figure out the we don't have Chezza, so we got to figure out what to do next uh, step, so... Yeah, no, nothing, nothing, nothing more to say. All right, that's uh... also giant spider mecha. This is awesome. No, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, typical sort of like anime thing. There. Oh yeah, gotta have that. Uh, but next week it's Bill's week, and we're talking about episode five, <clears throat> which is Fallen Wolves. Yes, uh, ominous title. We'll see how that goes. That's next week. This week is done, and we are gonna head on out of here. So, Josh, once again, this has been Tuning Japanese podcast for three dudes in their thirties. Talk about anime. I already went and looked for hell, and I'm right there. I'm Josh. I don't know what's real anymore, guys. Like, what's real? What's fake? What exists? What is existence? I don't even know. Oh, jeez, he's gone existential. I, 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 I... Your gnome should give my bard all of his jewels. You're probably right. My name is Andy. Come hug my neck, child. Hug my neck. Your neck, child? (laughs) It's a neck child. It sounds scary. And I'm covered in scars. I'm Bill. And, uh, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. There's a secret puppy in here. You didn't know it. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowvane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, the Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, Perilous Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their Scotch. Okay? It's only a scratch. Yeah, right. Ever since I met you guys, nothing but trouble. I knew it. Well, I wasn't sure, but I had a feeling that you guys would come for us. Well, don't get too used to it, kid. I didn't ask for help. Why would you do that? Risk your life for me. And don't try telling me that it's because we're friends. That's easy. It was just instinct.